God, I hate reviewing movies. Every one I see just keeps getting worse and worse. All I want is to watch a good movie, just once. Ah, what the hell? Guys like me shouldn't dream anyway. Fear not, not stupid, stupid mortal. mortal. It is I, Kinikos, the muse of cynicism and movie reviews, here to inspire you. Jason, you're dressed like an 80s roller disco queen. Again. Jason? Who is this Jason? I am Kinikos, the muse of cynicism and movie reviews. Okay, you told me to call your therapist if this should happen again. Put down that phone! Hey! You have lost your inspiration, but I'm here to give it back to you. And also, maybe fall in love with you. We talked about this. And we are both happily married. I'm ignoring you. Now come and watch me with me a movie that will all both inspire you and restore your faith in the movie industry. Oh. Okay, sure. What are we going to watch and review? Bergman? Kurosawa? Kubrick? Please tell me it's a bleak and depressing black and white film that has no plot and an ending that makes you feel empty inside. We're watching Xanadu. Oh. Great. So the whole Muse thing with the roller disco queen outfit is just a bit for the opening of the show. Yes. Over there, a great rock and roll band. This is the 80s. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether that reputation is good or bad. And this time, it's a movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yes? It sure is. Technically, I think that's what we have to call it. This time around, we're, we're reviewing the movie that everyone knows, but I don't think anyone's really watched... No. Xanadu. Yeah. Right, Steve? Yeah, that, that classic musical celebration of, of, roller skating. of roller skating. And I guess Hollywood? That's what they say. <laughs> no, I don't remember that part. Yeah. That's right, Xanadu. It's, it's great. It's, I guess some Z- people like it, I suppose. Some people do. They turned it into a musical they, on, yeah. on Broadway. They sure did. Ran ooh. a whole year. Ooh, uh, ooh, wow! Take that, Hamilton. I even, I even watched a snippet of it. And it's awful. Oh, it's good. Bad. That's not good. I thought it might be. I, I did not watch a snippet of it. The apple doesn't fall far from the tree. If well, you know what I mean. I mean, if you I like, if you like Xanadu the movie so much that you say, "I'm going to stage a musical of this." We had someone actually write in and say, "Please be gentle." I'm not going to be gentle. <laughs> We treat each movie as we feel it deserves to be treated. That's right. So no special treatment. That's right. And how do you think we're going to treat this movie that was fueled mostly by Coke and no one paying attention? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Xanadu. Hey, Steve. Uh Do you have any any trivia for for Xanadu, the movie? I got got a little bit of trivia. Um, Okay. (laughs) Well, let me tell you something, (laughs) Shaq. Back in my Way day. back in 1980, <laughs> Grandpa was doing blow off a of hooker's ass <laughs> in Studio 54. I'm going to make me a movie. I'm going to make it about them roly rinks and disco music. This was this was this movie was from the era of Breakin where they said let's just make uh, it's movies. A, it's kind of a little bit before Breakin. Right? It is. It's so like breaking? a it's like a year or two before Breakin, I think. Yeah. But it's like that's that that era where they were like let's just make movies about popular pastimes. 
People like roller yeah. skating and they like going to discos. Pogs, the movie. Let's <laughs> yeah. Keep pogging. We can get a movie out of that, right? Shit. <laughs> um, yeah, so the the first and the saddest bit of trivia is that this I forgot is... to tell him something. Oh, yes. I'm sick. Yes, Jason is sick. So if you hear me sniffle and sound gross like I'm slowly melting, that's the reason why I have, I have the flu. Yes. And if he's Sorry. maybe uh, a little harsher on the movie, then he it's might... because I'm a mean sick person. He's a mean... A... He takes it out on others. And in that's this right. case, it's, he's going to take it out on the movie. If I'm sick, I want everyone to be sick, which right. is why I lick everything in sight. <laughs> I inflict my illness on my family as much as possible. That's why? right, baby. Why should you be healthy? <laughs> you think you can just walk around here not sick, throwing it in my face? It's okay. I put I put a cough drop in. Continue uh, with your thoroughly engaging trivia that you haven't managed to get to yet. <laughs> I will. Thank you. So the, the the saddest bit of trivia about this movie is that it is it the, was made. It was made. It exists. <laughs> it is the final feature film appearance uh, by Gene Kelly. He, you know, Gene Kelly lived an, an additional sixteen years. That's after. right. So this wasn't just the last film appearance. It was the last time he wanted. <laughs> to make a movie. He went on to TV after this. It yeah. wasn't like he made this movie and then went, up oh, time to die, and no, then died. No, he did, yeah, he did a few other parts, but yeah, this was his last feature film role. He fumed in embarrassment for 16 years. That's the worst part. <laughs> and um, he said in an interview in a, for a book a little bit later, he uh, when he was asked about this movie, he said one sentence, and the sentence I'll was... I'll fight you. <laughs> We talked about this. I said, I don't want to speak about Xanadu. Um, he said of Xanadu, the concept was marvelous, but it just didn't come off. Wow. That's that's, that's a, a class act. That's a classy guy. Not like these bitchy actors now. <laughs> well, I don't think that the director was supporting me, and I think... No. Yeah. Everyone learn from Gene Kelly. Go back in time and learn from Gene that's Kelly. That's right. Bunch of fucking bastards. Yeah, Mickey Rourke, you whiny bastard. Um... <laughs> But yeah. Gene Kelly could beat you with one foot. That's right. He would dance all over your ass. <laughs> At fucking age 80, he would dance. Anyway, um, and also Olivia Newton-John said that she was incredibly honored to have danced with Gene Kelly. You don't deserve it. And, and she said that she's thrilled that in her career, she was able to dance with two of the greatest dancers of all time, Gene Kelly and John Travolta. Can we can we go on? To I'll just I'll, I'll just let that sit there for a second. Can we go on? To <laughs> yes, go ahead. Yes, I I am I am done now that you've completely destroyed my soul. Can we? Just <laughs> I know go? I shouldn't have said that Travolta thing. I know that you're feeling under the weather. I should have just. I apologize. I feel like John Travolta looks now. Oh, Ow. <laughs> <laughs> like a big doughy bald of of suppressed homo, suppressed uh. homosexual meat. How how Travolta looks now. After he John, read the if you listen to this podcast, and I know you do, I know you do, you enjoy it, you think it's a lot of giggles, and we haven't really done any of your movies yet, have we, John? But please, <laughs> for me, please, come out. <laughs> please. We'll accept you. Scientology didn't fix you, so please just be happy and come out. We'll accept it's you. We like you. Fine. Yes. Ugh, you don't want to come out the way Kevin Spacey did, no. do you? We've, you know what, you've made enough good movies, we'll forget about look who's talking and staying alive like yeah you know we're gonna remember when you die you're gonna be remembered for the good movie you made <laughs> movies there, there were a couple there are a few yeah and and the likably bad ones that there were quite a few of those 
<coughs> That's right. Now we're going to do who made. Are you ready? Let's do it. I'm being very mean right now, so I'm I'm going to try to not be as mean, okay? Okay. You try to keep me on the straight and I'm going to try to keep you from getting too mean. Okay. It was directed by Robert Greenwald. Robert Greenwald is a notorious lefty documentarian more than a movie maker, right? Yeah. Makes a lot of documentaries about how the right is bad. Good and for I'm him. Really, yeah. Follow your muse. <laughs> As he apparently did not in this case. No. <laughs> he followed his nose <laughs> up a line of cocaine. <laughs> he followed his nose right into the bathroom. Produced by Lawrence Gordon. Lawrence Gordon has produced a lot of movies. His latest one is going to be the Hellboy re- reboot that I can't wait for next year. Oh, boy. Who and needs Ron Perlman? Yeah. <laughs> Written by Richard Christian Dunnis and Mark Reed Rubel. I couldn't find anything else on those guys. Well, I'm hoping that they never worked again after this. Yeah, me too. Starring Olivia Neutron Bomb. <laughs> Olivia Neutron John. As Kira who is supposed to be playing Terpsichor, right? Yes, the ancient Greek uh, muse. The the the, mm-hmm. da- the muse of, of dance and music, I believe. She's also supposed to be an actress, a dancer, and a singer. Yep. She's supposed to be all of those things. Now, Steve was too young, but I lived through the uh, ONJ um, <laughs> years. And it was only about a period of five years, I would say, yeah. from Greece... To, I think, uh, right after this movie. <laughs> she had a recording career. Yeah. She was really popular in the early 80s, and then Madonna came along and just kind of kicked her off the stage. Yeah. <laughs> this is how you do it. I'll take it from here, honey. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Beck as Sonny Malone. You'll know Michael Beck from The Warriors. And, uh... And from The Warriors. <laughs> and TV. <laughs> And his latest movie, his last movie, is a sequel to The Warriors. I didn't write the name down because it made me sad to read it. <laughs> the Warriors 2. <laughs> Gene Kelly is Danny McGuire, and the only thing I like in the movie. <laughs> Gene Kelly is underappreciated. Uh-huh, yeah. Kind of like we're humoring Grandpa when he's the most talented person on the fucking screen. Yeah, like why are you condescending to him? He's so much better than you. <laughs> Patting him on the head and giving Grandpa a movie. Fuck you. Hey! <laughs> Matt Latanzi as young Danny McGuire. Um, you won't see him. He's only in the background. Yeah, it's weird that he's so highly ra- listed in the cast. He has one well, scene a and reason. you don't even see him. Because his next role was as Miss- Mr. Olivia ah, Newton-John. That's true, yes. And nothing else. <laughs> he's James Sloyan as Simpson, and you'll know James Sloyan from Star Trek. Yes, he plays uh, Dr. Mora, Odo's adoptive father. That's and right. he plays the Romulan who wants to defect in the defector That's episode right. of TNG. He was also in a couple episodes of MacGyver. He's one of those guys that I always, I always perk up when I see him, or more properly when I hear him, because he has a very distinctive voice. Yeah. Uh, Demetra Arliss is Helen Nothing. Katie Hanley is Sandra Nothing. Fred McCarran is Richie Nothing. Ren Woods is Joe Nothing. Melvin Jones is Big Al Nothing. Ira Newborn is 40s band leader. Joanne Harris is 40s singer. Wilfred Hyde White. That's what I wanted to get to. Hi- oh, another one of the Hyde Whites. It's the same Hyde White. <laughs> 
the, we have the, this is now the third, fourth appearance of a Hyde White in one of our movies. The Hyde White family. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilfred Hyde White as Heavenly Voice number one. That's right. So uh, if we're if everyone's keeping count, that's two appearances by his son. Yes. And two appearances by him. And it's you know pretty much you know, you guys. I don't. We don't have to do it over and over again, do we? He's been in everything. No. He's yeah. Okay. And Carol Brown is Heavenly Voice number two. Now, I don't know why they decided to list it as Heavenly Voice when it's Zeus and Hera, right? Right. Well, it's actually, um, it's not Hera. It's um, uh, Mnemosyne. She's the mother of the, of the muses. Whatever. <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, Zeus got around. Zeus had a big swinging, and he just went around and stuck it in anything that moved. And when <clears throat> he couldn't have children with other people, he just birthed them out of his body. <laughs> Yeah, I gotta have kids. I just gotta. Mm-hmm. The muses were played by Lynn Latham, Melinda Phelps, Cherise Bate, Juliet Marshall, Marilyn Takuda, Yvette Van Voorhees, and Terry Beckerman. And one last one, Sandal Bergman. Do you know what she's from? The Bergman family. No, Sandal Bergman played Valeria. Oh, she yes, in ab- Conan. Yes, in Conan. Yes, absolutely. Before she learned to swing a sword and 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 act to pretend like she enjoyed having sex with Arnold Schwarzenegger and Conan, <laughs> she was a dancer. She's one of the muses that dances around at the beginning. Music. I thought you liked movies. <laughs> Music <laughs> by. <laughs> See, now you're being mean. You're being mean. That's the flu talking. I can't help it. I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. It's okay. Will you forgive me? I I'm I'm gonna think about it. Please don't hit me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I could because you we're in the same the room. promised the police officer that you'd try to stop. Yeah, I, yeah, I did. And that's all I had to say. And he left me alone. <laughs> I promise I'll try music, to stop. Music by Barry Devorzen, whose last soundtrack was 1990's The Exorcist 3. Yeah, good for him. Also music by ELO. Yeah. Or the Electric Light Orchestra. Or sounds like ABBA, but it's not. Shut up. I like ELO. <laughs> I like ELO. <laughs> Everyone likes yellow. Just having a little fun. Just having a little fun. Nothing personal, yellow. You compared them to Abba. I was just oh, maybe was it below the belt? Are you gonna make me make you watch Mamma Mia next? Oh, no, don't please God! It's not. Is, is it old enough? <laughs> I don't care. I it's my show. <laughs> yeah, I'm changing the rules. <laughs> Someone's gonna learn a lesson today. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Please, <laughs> let's not do anything we might regret later on. Cinematography by Victor J. Kemper, whose last movie was Bring It On, All or Nothing. Oh, wow. Well, that's a classic, isn't it? Not even the original Bring It On, one of the fucking sequels. Nope. <laughs> oh. Edited by Dennis Verkler, whose last movie was Shark Knight 3D. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not regular Shark Knight. <laughs> Again. It was distributed by Universal Pictures, release date August 8th, 1980, running time, thankfully, 96 Uh, minutes. Yes. Which is, um, this is, boy, guys, I'm going to tell you right now, this, we've made a joke like this before, that it's been padding the movie. This is indeed padding the movie. Oh my God. Because I timed how much plot was involved without there being meaningless musical numbers. And it's not a lot. It's, yeah, what is it, like three minutes? I mean, it, uh-huh. there's, yeah, there's so little here. In order to make the script, because I always try to look up the screenplays, the person that did the transcription for it kept the lyrics for the songs oh in. Oh, my God. To make it, to make it feature-length. <laughs> to make it, so it's, it feels like a movie when you lift the script. 
<laughs> exactly. It's three quarters lyrics you're holding in your hand mm-hmm. there. Okay, distributed by Universal Pictures, released, and I did that part already. Uh, budget, $20 million. Box office, $22.8 million. <laughs> Just barely squeaked by. No, it didn't. Made a tiny little profit. A, oh, it, not without advertising. Oh, and they yeah. advertised the shit out of this movie. You know what made more money? You know what was more popular? What was more popular? The soundtrack. Oh, yeah, that's right, because a couple of the songs went to number one, didn't they? Oh, yeah, Yeah. they did. They went to number one. They were big hits for Olivia Neutron Bomb, and they were big hits for (laughs) ELO. Sorry, that's an old joke from, hey, guys, guess what? I didn't make up that that joke, okay? I listened to AM radio when I was growing up in the 1980s, and that's what (laughs) the wacky DJ would say. And now it's time for Olivia Neutron Bomb! Right after the traffic report. Sorry. <laughs> traffic and weather on the eights. We had Dr. Donald D. Rose. Everyone listened to him. And he came up with such comedy gold as Olivia Neutron Bomb. Yeah, he did. Gotcha. Which he probably stole from somebody <laughs> He heard it from somebody at a party. He's it like, probably I'm came with the liner notes from the, from the recording company. Call her new, Olivia Neutron Bomb. That's great. She, we want to associate her name with, with the nuclear weapons. <laughs> it is the 80s. <laughs> All right, Steve, Uh, I'm done. I'm done with who made it. You did your trivia shit. I did. Right? I did. I do have one little tiny bit of trivia. Okay. Do you know who Olivia Neutron John wanted to play Sonny? She pushed for it. I I don't know. She was a a relatively unknown Australian actor that she wanted to play him. Oh, oh. It was Mel Gibson. Oh, the the road warrior himself. She wanted Mel Gibson to play him. Yeah, so this could have had Mel Gibson in it. Wow. Yeah, that's great. It would have made it a very different viewing experience uh, for modern audiences. Yeah, that's true. I don't think it would be nearly as well. (laughs) Like, oh, geez, Mel Gibson, I don't know. Also, there were some scenes with Joe Montana in it that got cut out. Way to go, Joe. Did he have all the scenes that had to do with the story? (laughs) (laughs) And they said, we don't need this shit. Okay, Steve. Yes. That's me and you. Okay. Lace up our, our, our roller skates. All right. I just have to warn you, I'm not a great skater. I don't care. Okay. Okay. Let's, let's, let's uh, get dressed up in neon clothing. I can let's, do that. Uh, either dress like a 1940s zoot suitor or the, what Hollywood thinks a punk rocker looks like. <laughs> let's turn into a cartoon for no reason. Okay, sure. Just for and, a few minutes. And, yeah, just for a few minutes. And let's roller skate into the world of Xanadu, Steve. Yeah. Don't make me say, I don't want to say it. You want me to just... I'll say... I'm going to say it. Okay. Just, no, I don't want to, and I don't mean to inflict this It's. It's, okay? it, I under, it's just a formality. It is. Yeah. It's just something we got to do yeah. to get to the end. I got you. Right? I got you. It's, it's like anesthetic at the beginning of a surgery. Gotcha. Yeah, totally. Okay. All right. Steve? Yes. Take it away. Oh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... We talked about how padded it is. Uh, that starts mm-hmm. to show right away. Like an 11-year-old girl's bra. Right, fellas? <laughs> right? hi <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. I can't do that voice while I'm sick. Yes. Well, thank you, Ed. Thank you. <laughs> yes, sir. And next up, Mr. Warmth himself. <laughs> I can't do it. I'm sick. <laughs> you were going to introduce Don Rickles, weren't you? you were gonna I've never gotten a chance to do my Johnny Carson on this, and I'm fucking sick. Oh, man. Thanks. We're going to... Well, ne- next time, we're going to make... We're going to... Carve out some space. You'll be feeling better, and you can just Carson the shit out of it. Yeah, can, we haven't even gotten to the movie yet. Steve. You can do the whole show as Carson. I don't care. Um, okay, so oh. the 
<laughs> the, the padding starts early because we get like 15 minutes of the Universal logo where oh. it starts out with the classic like 1940s Universal logo where the little the single Air engine paint. plane flies around and then they're the, like oh boy King Kong yeah exactly and then it comes around again and oh it's a big plane it's like a big twin engine plane and then oh it, boy all about Eve yeah and, <laughs> and then it flies around again and it's like a jet it's like a big passenger jet and then it flies around again and it's the Concord. Oh boy! Um, and then it flies uh, around again, and it's <laughs> a UFO from an Ed Wood movie. Oh, yay! And that's and then it and then it finally gives us the title and the the director, and then it's the and movie. it's all like airbrushed, like it's on the side of a van. Yeah, yeah. And then the movie finally. And you're like, am I watching the opening of Heavy Metal? <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> Which arguably has a better opening. Uh well, I mean. That's not yeah. where it's, it's it's somewhat of a low bar, but um, okay. So we open, yeah, and there's a guy sitting on a rock playing a clarinet. Steve, yeah, I wonder if he'll turn out to be an important character. Hey, Steve, guess why I have a problem with this shot? Why? Hey, Steve, there. This is set in what city? Los Angeles. He's he's sitting by the ocean, right? He is. Which is which ocean is he sitting in front of? That would be the 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 Pacific Ocean. And when he's playing his clarinet, what's the sun doing, Steve? <laughs> what's the sun doing, is it, is Steve? It, is it rising? The sun's rising over the Pacific. That never happens, though. What do that mean, Steve? That doesn't ever happen. Are we on a different planet? <laughs> is time running backwards? You know what it is? It's that Superman is trying to turn time back to save us from this movie. And the Earth is rotating <laughs> don't, don't backwards. Don't reference better movies in this movie. Uh... It's like first, the first shot of this fucking movie is completely wrong. <laughs> Not a little wrong. It's like, yeah, we want a sunrise. Like physically impossible. Over the Pacific Ocean, sir. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, over sunrise. <laughs> Wait, so, yeah, that's what it was. So is he on a beach in Japan? I don't know. Fuck. Just it's the sunrises on the Pacific. <laughs> Not from California. <laughs> Nobody's going to notice that. <laughs> You're turning into you know who. <laughs> You're turning into in, into Zemeckis again. <laughs> Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> it's a sunrise. It's thematic. It's what the, it's the, the beginning of the movie. The sun is rising. Do I have to spell it out for you? You're not even working on this movie, <laughs> sir. Get out. You're, you, you don't even have a career yet. Yeah, actually, he does. He, he tanked it. No. <laughs> he made used cars. <laughs> All right, come on. Okay, okay, Let's okay, go. okay, okay. So, Kick it. so we see the guy playing the clarinet on the beach, and then we we, we see a guy. He's an artist, and he's drawing. How do we know he's an artist? Because we wouldn't know because he's drawing stuff, and he has all kinds and of painting drawings. stuff and inking stuff. Yeah, and he's and he he crumbles up a perfectly good painting, and he's like, "That ah, just sucks," and he throws it, and he's drawing something else, and he tears it into pieces, and then he litters. Yeah, he throws, what does he do? He throws the pieces that he just tore up out the window, and then they float through the air on the wind like the feather from Forrest Gump. And <laughs> they float, like, I guess... A da- See, Zemeckis, you're not original. Yeah. <laughs> also, I stole one thing from Xanadu. Most of your career, it seems like. Ah, fuck you. How many movies have you made? None. That's what I thought. As he yells at, a, at the Burger King drive-thru <laughs> <Yeah. through> thing. <laughs> Even when people try to compliment him, he's like, you know... <laughs> How many movies? 
All right, so and it floats through the air, and it floats through the air, and it floats through the air. Not padding, just floating. No, it's just it's a lyrical. It's just a lyrical journey that we take with the shreds. And then it floats down in front of a a wall that has the most complete work of graffiti I've ever seen. Which is a bunch of ladies, right? That's right. It's a mural with a bunch of ladies on it. And, yeah. And then an ELO song starts. And, uh-huh. and one by one, yes, one by one, and it takes forever, yeah. the ladies uh-huh. come to life and they come out of the painting and they start dancing around. Yeah, they all start dancing around except for one of them. Guess which one isn't dancing around as much as the other ones are, Steve? It's the one that we're supposed to Guess. be. It's, it's the <laughs> Olivia John Newton <laughs> she kind of, she kind of does. She prances stuff a little, dance yeah. Like, yeah, but nothing. And then they're like, they come out of the painting, and then they turn into light, and then they shoot up into the sky. Except for one of them that shoots back down into the earth. Yeah, and turns into a roller skating girl. Yeah. So I guess the other muses just go out into space. <laughs> I don't care. They go to other planets. <laughs> You want you want us to try to explain this? Yeah, that's true. Steve? It's a bad idea. What have we seen? We saw it's a, bad a idea. guy clarinet the 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 fucking sun backwards out of the ocean, and then an artist threw paintings that made a wall come to life. You're right. And now you want an explanation where the muses win? They went up my butt. That's where <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Okay, you're right. I didn't mean to upset you. I'm sorry. I don't know, Steve. Don't ask me these things. <laughs> I don't have the answers you need. <laughs> anyway, she rolls. She's roller skating. She can't even do that really good. And then she roller skates into our hero, the guy, the artist guy, right? Yes. And she kisses him, and then she turns into light and and shoots away. Yeah. And he goes, "Wow." Uh, or or he goes, "Huh?" I'm doing too many or, drugs. Yeah. I'm seeing color trails. <laughs> Women are disappearing in front of me. Yeah, and so then they show him, and he's driving a classic car. Yes. Oh, my God, yes. It's like a classic car. Yeah, that they could only rent for two days because we only see it twice. <laughs> yeah. And he, he's, he's coming back to work. Yeah, at the movie studio. At the, uh, No, at the record, the record studio. studio. Whatever, the big, yeah, one of those. A studio. Uh, and um, so here's our introduction to the hero, everybody. He comes in and he starts to whine. Oh yes, incessantly about how he quit his job at the record company to become an artist, and then no one bought his artwork, <laughs> and uh, and I don't get it. And then he makes he compares himself to Picasso, and I'm like, gee, well, really? Shut up. We're supposed to give a fuck about this goddamn whiny bitch? Shut up. He's not doing then, too bad because he's got that car, and yeah, he apparently he could, could leave his job his and just come back food. whenever he wants. <laughs> That's right. You can sell your hair if you really need food money. Yeah, yeah, baby. You whiny little bag of douche. <laughs> anyway, and, and none of his coworkers are fun or interesting or funny. And, oh yeah, I forgot to mention... He has a job that's not real. Yeah. Uh, he, he has, has a, a job that doesn't exist anywhere. He has a job that they have photo enlargers to do in yeah. reality. Or... But in, in this movie, his job is to take album covers and paint them bigger mm-hmm. so they can hang them in front of one record store in Los Angeles. <laughs> because those display posters are no, hand-painted. Steve, this bears repeating. 
His job is to paint bigger versions of a existing piece of artwork. <laughs> yes. And hang them himself. Yes. In front of in one front record of store. One record store. That's correct. Okay. So, uh, some guy, his boss shows up and goes, Maha! I'm your You're boss back. and you suck. I'm your, I'm, I'm your boss. Keep making bigger versions of the album covers, stupid. Yeah, stop being here's creative. The, Just do your right. job. Creativity's uh-huh. for losers. Yeah, here's the next album cover I want you to do. And he looks at it and he goes, wow, what a great photo. And I look at it and I'm like, that's not a photo. <laughs> that's clearly a painting. That's clearly, no, it's not even a painting. It's clearly two images that they put together. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. One of Olivia Newton, John roller skating, and she's got a glowy yeah, thing yeah, around Yeah, she's like got a halo around her or an aura or whatever. Yeah, and then the, uh, a place of like like an auditorium or something. Yeah, yeah, the, the famous and, Pan Pacific Auditorium. Yeah. Yes. Now, our hero has been at work for approximately three and a half minutes, <laughs> and he goes, oh, I need to find this girl, and leaves. Yep. Can, we, can it be the end? That's the end. No. And then oh, he, thank he, God. he uses the tried and true method of just walking up to random people and pointing at the picture and saying, have you seen her? Which I'm sure works great in he a city as populated as Los First, Angeles. First he goes to the people who pay people at his job. And they go, no, we don't know. Then he asks the photographer and he goes, no, she wasn't there. And then she was there. And I didn't. Okay. And I used her photo, even <laughs> though I didn't sign any sort of work release or... Yeah. Any, any, yeah, you know, any sort of uh, likeness rights waiver or whatever. Yeah. So then he decides he's going to go back to the place that he last saw her, which is down by the beach. And he's like, I gotta find that girl. But first, I, I, I gotta go talk to the clarinet guy <laughs> for no reason. For no reason, Steve. Yeah. No reason. In fact, when he walks, when he first walks up to the clarinet guy, it's not immediately clear whether they already know each other or not. Be- they don't. Because he's so casual. He's like, hey, what's up? And the clarinet guy's like, oh, hey, what's going on? And then it, eventually it's like, oh, okay, they don't know each other. But it's like, wow, they're, yeah. they're awfully chummy when they first, you know. But I mean, he's looking for a woman. Now, this is Venice Beach, okay? There are transvestites walking down the street. There's, like, jugglers. There's, like, people doing three-card money. There's, like, people who just lay down on the ground with a sign that says, give me money so I can keep laying here. There's a lot of interesting people. But he goes, I want to know about clarinet. (laughs) This lonely old man playing the clarinet. And he's like, hey, old man, why are you playing the clarinet? And he's like, I used to be a big deal back in the day. And he's like, that's great. The end have, of that. Have a nice life. Yeah, he tells him, I make album covers bigger. Um, the old man, played by Gene Kelly, doesn't just burst out laughing and walk off the set. Yeah, okay. That's good. I'm good. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. And then um, then he sees her again roller skating, right? Yes. And he, he takes a moped, and this girl says, yeah, go ahead. It's not my moped. Yeah, it's not mine. Go ahead. And he gets on it, and he chases her by riding the moped down sidewalks, yep. and then onto a pier, and then he breaks through the railing of the pier and falls into the water dead at the end of the movie. <laughs> what a downer ending, oh darn. Sadly, no, it's even more of a downer, is that that's not the ending yet, no. He doesn't get attacked by rabbit seals? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. He's not even bitten seals by a piranha. Are, seals are mammals, they can get rabies. <laughs> Why didn't that happen? I, you know what? That's something you could have brought up at the writers' meeting. 
Anyway, he comes up, he's soaking wet, and the old guy says, let me get you coffee. And they go, okay, so now they cut to them sitting there, and he goes, so, um, you saw a girl? Yep, I knew a girl. Great. And he leaves. That's it. Thanks for telling me that story. They sat down for, like, three sentences. Well, and did you notice they got coffee out of styrofoam cups in a shack? Like, what kind of fucking (laughs) diner or coffee shop is this? It's just a wooden shack where they drink coffee out of styrofoam (sighs) cups. And then I wrote this down for the next scene. Hey, plot device, where are you going? Oh, to a plot location? Great, I'll go with you. (laughs) This is literally what happens. Guy we've never met is driving a van and he goes hey johnny and he goes hey lead character are you this is the exact line (laughs) where are you going east oh i'm going west what (laughs) can i give you a ride sure do you guys live in the world that we live in when you're in a city and someone goes oh so where are you going i've never said ever in my entire fucking life in existence and this includes when i was a small child and didn't know what the fuck i was talking about did i ever say a random direction as to where i was going no you say where are you going yeah you say like a place or like an address or a street or, or a street yeah. or something or you joke and you say downhill or something right. along those lines you don't just say oh north Anyways, hey, he says, I'll give you a ride. And he goes, great. And then he drives him to the place on the album cover. Yeah. And he doesn't drive him. What he does is he Marty McFly's a ride. Right. He holds on to the back of the truck. Yeah. Yeah. And doesn't slip once and turn into meat. Uh, sadly, after. no. He, he survives no. intact all the way. He goes, I'm getting off here. I don't know how he yelled that to the guy inside of a van because he's hanging on to the rear bumper, but okay. Yeah, the guy in the van just looked behind him and saw that he was gone and figured, well, I guess he's still alive. That's right. And so then he goes and he finds the auditorium and he goes inside and he sees the girl again and he's all like, I've been obsessing about you. And she's like, yeah. Have a nice day. Oh, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to skate for about 40 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> And now we're back at that job that doesn't exist because the writers of this don't know what artists do. No. That's as near as I can tell. They wanted him to be an artist and that doesn't feed into any other part of the plot of this fucking movie, does it, (laughs) Steve? No, it's just a randomly selected occupation. Yeah. Yeah. Even though they made it his big character thing. Yeah, so I guess. Is that he wanted to create. I want to create. I want to be creative. Yeah, I want to use my imagination. Yeah, well, yeah, because yeah. is this the scene where he goes into his boss's office and his, yep. his boss is like, hey, you see that sculpture over there? I made that. But guess what? Art's for suckers. You have to get into business. You have to stop doing the creative stuff and you'll make some money. That's right. I'm the CEO of a recording studio, and apparently I spend the bulk of my time obsessing about what these underling artists (laughs) are doing who paint posters for one record store. He's a little bit of a micromanager, you know? (laughs) He even personally orders him to go hang up the poster. Like, there's no, you have no Uh vice presidents, no assistants, no executives. And he goes, now get down there and hang up those paintings. And he's like, okay. And he's hanging up his painting. And the old guy comes out of the record store. And he's just like, okay, I'll just follow the old guy. And leaves. Yep. Leaves a ladder up. Fuck it. Leaves everything. Yeah, his job doesn't mean that much to him. Um, so it turns out clarinet guy is pretty rich. Yeah, he lives in a silent movie star mansion. That's right. Yeah. He pushes the corpse of... <laughs> Gloria Swanson. 
Norma Desmond, get out of the way. I was going to say Norma Desmond, but I'm in such a mood now that... <laughs> the real glorious one. the idea of him having trouble opening the door, yeah. and he's like, ha just a second, friend. It's kind of hard to move this corpse out of the way. <laughs> Be right with you. Never mind the body of the floating rider in the yeah. pool. Hey, check out those tennis uh, courts. Eh, God. <laughs> Rats. <laughs> No. That's a two-year pull, everybody. If you want to get those jokes, you got to go back two years. That's right. Find our review on Sunset Boulevard. Yeah, classic movie. <laughs> classic review. Oh, yeah. Can we watch that Good again time. and review that? Let's, just, Can we... <laughs> let's talk about Sunset Boulevard for the rest of this show. Um, okay. So, uh, anyway, the old guy wants to find a club, but apparently he can't find a club. Right, because right? not only was he a famous clarinetist who played with Glenn Miller and such in the 40s, but he also left music and became a construction millionaire. Yeah. So there's that, too. <coughs> right. Yeah. But also, he well, yeah, he wants to get back <sighs> into music and open a club, but he just can't find the right space. Which space do you think he'll find, I, Steve? I have no idea. and and Maybe he never will, and they'll he'll eat a bullet. <laughs> That'll be the end of the movie. Oh, that's what Gene Kelly wanted to do for real. They had to wrestle the gun away from him. No, Gene, no. You've had such a beautiful career. You don't want to end it like this. I didn't see him just dancing off to the side, <laughs> just immediately grabbing a shotgun and making the, mouth, the, the shape of his mouth. He's like, no, 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 Gene, no. no. <sighs> oh god we're going dark we're, anyway we're supposed so, to have an ad assigned to mr kelly at all times yeah so then he implies that he knew a girl yes and um now we have an extended hallucination of an old man who's sitting in a chair probably jerking off <laughs> thinking about some woman that he was in love with yeah who was who bears a striking resemblance to the roller girl that uh, our hero is infatuated uh-huh. with. And then we get to watch Gene Kelly underdance to to not outshine the quote-unquote lead female lead, yeah. the female lead of this movie. Yeah, he's got to hold back just a little. Do you think I said lead enough times in that last sentence? I said lead, female, lead, lead. Well, she is the female I'm lead. I'm sick, everybody. She is the lead female lead. Why is she? Bye. Oh, and here's something. There's when you realize, oh, um, Gene Kelly's talented. <laughs> he's still really good at this shit. Maybe he's in his sixties yeah. or something. Yeah, and he could easily punch out everybody else that's in this movie. <laughs> and he probably should have, uh-huh. just on general principle. She can't dance, and I started having this idea. Why don't we get uh, rid of the whiny punk ass artist? And concentrate just on the Gene Kelly character. That's a hell of an idea you got there, partner. He's had more development at this point. Yeah. Aside from the fact that he's a whiny, <laughs> just vacuous suckhole in this film. What else do we know about the main main character? Yeah, no, he's an he's an artist, and he yearns. He has the yearning <sighs> soul of an artist. He wants to create. He wants the freedom to be able to do whatever he wants. Yeah, man. And get paid for it. Yeah, you know. Come on. Fuck, fuck you. We're in the 90s of this one. We've not got paid once. You... Oh, I hate him. I hate him. <laughs> I hate him, Steve. <laughs> I put the curse. Put the curse on him. Movie curse. <laughs> I think this movie ended up being the curse, though. I think we're... That's we're true. We're all good. It's taken care of. No, nothing against the actor, just the character. Yeah, I'm sure he's. I'm sure he's a lovely human being. Uh huh. And um, so then, uh, 
I just wrote down Kira and and Sunny bore the audience. <laughs> That's all I wrote. What happened? What happens after that? Yeah. Oh, they. I think they get together and they talk about um, just boring stuff, and they prove they have no chemistry. Oh, and is, is, and, then, is, and then is this the when they're in the recording studio? Oh my God, that's not a recording studio. Yeah, I know. Dude. It's what it's like. A, they put on their roly skates and they're gonna go roly skating like eleven-year-olds. Oh, sure. And but then he goes, "I want to show you this recording studio." So um, this really real recording studio. Yeah, it's, <laughs> so it, it's a it's a recording studio that puts up images for the people recording music. Sure, for inspiration. Yeah, and that's when I realized that not only do the writers and director not know what graphic artists do for a living, <laughs> they don't know how music is made no, either. No, they think that it's recorded in a in a small glass booth improvised in the middle of a gigantic <laughs> auditorium. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> with animated set pieces that rise up out of the darkness. Uh-huh. Yep. So, uh, Steve? Yeah. Can you make the roller skating thing stop? Oh, I can't. That's the whole movie. Can you make it stop? Because it's awful and I hate it. I can't make it stop because that's, that's the whole okay. movie. It's The whole movie is just people roller skating. That's it. So, once again, there's not a lot of singing in this movie. No. Musical. No, it's just people doing stuff to music. Mostly skating. Yeah. Mostly skating. There's only one dancer. That's it. Yeah. Gene Kelly. He's really the lead dancer. Yeah. And he also skates a lot, so... He also is the only one that sings in this movie other than <laughs> Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. Um, but, uh... So they go to a city rooftop, right? Yeah. And then they can fly briefly, and then there's a desert, <laughs> yeah. I guess, and, and then a rainstorm, and then there's a train... And then a, a cloud machine. And I guess they just needed to kill about 15, <laughs> 20 minutes. Because that's how long this goes, right? <laughs> it takes forever, on, yeah. They go out onto a real city street, and I can't see them. And I'm like, hey, lighting guy, I think you're supposed to light the people that are in the <laughs> so we could see see them. What? And then they walk into the light, and we're like, okay, now I can kind of see them again. Right? Yeah, yeah. And this is the next day. He shows Gene Kelly the place. The auditorium is all run down. And he's like, "This sucks. I'm not putting a club here. You're an idiot." And he goes, "No, it'll be great. You can put a band over there, and you can do something over here. And then all of a sudden, we're in another 20 minute musical number." Oh boy! And this one really goes on, yeah, because it's it's Gene Kelly's guy saying, "I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll set up a big bandstand over there in the corner, and everybody will be dressed all classy, like in the 40s." And then that's right. The, no, but, but dancing. Guess which one I like? Yeah. I like that. Yeah, one. it's much better. And then Sonny. And meanwhile, Sonny's like, "No, over here we're going." Gonna, we're going to set up what a coked out movie producer thinks rock and roll is. You, yeah. Everybody's dressed in bright orange like they're going hunting, see? That's right. You can't tell if the if the dancers are fighting <laughs> or if they're having sex with each other. Yeah. And you know what? Who are we going to get to play the band, Steve? Who? Do you know who they get to play the band? Who do they get to play the band? The Tubes. Ah, uh, yes. Now, there were a lot of choices. Okay, they could have chosen a less controversial band at the time than the Tubes. <laughs> but yeah, it's the Tubes. It's the fucking. It's the fucking Tubes. 
And then it, this becomes kind of like it's a little bit country, it's yeah. a little bit rock and roll from the fucking uh, Donnie and Marie show. Yes, that's right. That's right, children. Gather around. Grandpa Jason's going to tell you more about TV in the 1970s. They were brother and sister. And they fucked each and other everybody, a lot yeah. on television. And everybody <laughs> watched it, and they were complicit in their incest. <laughs> we just accepted it as normal. <laughs> An entire generation of Americans saw it happening in front of their eyes. It was a nothing. variety show that was awful, yeah. and they had a segment every year where one of them would sing a country song, and the other one would sing a rock and roll song. And they sang a little interstitial song, which is, I'm a little bit country. Yeah. You sing the other part of it. <laughs> and I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> Guys, I'm, I'm really testing the limits of my friendship <laughs> with Steve right now. <sighs> <sighs> All right. So that goes on forever. Yeah. The point Doesn't that, it? It just it, goes. It has a beautiful message, though, which is that music is music, man. No, it doesn't, and no, it doesn't. <laughs> they had to break music to get those two genres to get together. <laughs> you could feel the universe tearing itself apart. It's like getting two black holes close to each other <laughs> and then trying to separate them again. <laughs> but then the hallucination's over, and he says, I'll, I'll take it, right? Yeah, but he's like, what are we going to call this place? Yeah, and he's like, hey, artist. No, not yet. He goes, hey, artist. Even though I barely know you, oh, that's right, yeah. And I have, and you have no experience in managing anything or owning anything. Uh, and even though I'm fronting all the money for this, <laughs> let's be partners for no reason. Let's let's you. We'll do fifty fifty, right? Yeah. Thank you, magical rich old man who I just happened to meet <laughs> on the beach, who clarinetted the sun into who existence. Cla- I guess who forced the earth. To revolve in the opposite direction. <laughs> and then Kira shows up to give us the name of the movie. Yeah, by by quoting the Coleridge poem that the name's from. That's because right. you gotta just fucking come out and say it. Yeah, exactly. You're not gonna actually say where you got it from, which was fucking Citizen Kane. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, that's... No, no, that's no, it wasn't Citizen Kane, it was Coleridge. I've read things. <laughs> no, you didn't. You don't know what artists do, and you don't know how music is made. I love that. Well, you're going to make me believe that you... I love that poem. What's the title of the poem? <laughs> it's, it's, it's the Xanadu poem. <laughs> it's called Zan Zan Xanadu. It's great. Yeah, it's boss. <laughs> I love that. It's my favorite poem. Uh, and then, uh, hey guys, uh, remember at the beginning when he was an artist, and, and he just wanted to create art? Well, now he's realized his dream of creating art by opening a roller disco. <laughs> it's every artist's dream. I, I guess. So uh, now we cut to Kira and Sunny and they're at the Hollywood Bowl. And they're drinking, they're drinking some champagne. Yeah. And then Kira dodges a whole bunch of questions about herself. Mm-hmm. And, and then they, they turn into a Don Bluth cartoon. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Yes, they do. Don Bluth, Steve, Don, a, a cartoon that that looks like Don Bluth. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Steve, yeah. what what happened? Well, they what happened what, here? What happened? I feel lost. I feel lost, Steve. What happened was the movie was running short, 
and they wanted to cram another song in, but they didn't want to bother uh-huh. staging it or choreographing it. So they just they no, they did stage it because that fucking thing is rotoscope. They grabbed Don Bluth by the hair and he said, "Get your ass in here." They rotoscoped that shit. They probably did. Yeah. No, they didn't. Probably they did. I know the difference between animation and rotoscoping, and they fucking traced over a couple of dancers. Except well, when they it looks- turned. Except when they turned into fish and birds. <laughs> they rotoscoped the fish, too. Swim! God damn it! That's right. Only Don Bluth like... can draw a fish that looks like it has hair. Figure that out. <laughs> he was the master. The um, master of sucky drawing. Yeah, looks, that's it, right, Don Bluth fans. Come and get me. Yeah, fuck the land before time. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> fuck the land before time. Um, fuck it. The, almost, that movie almost made me cry when I saw it. Good. Guess what when we're I was, reviewing when I, next. <laughs> when I was five. Um, I'm going to rip yeah. that movie another a new asshole. <laughs> They're never going to make it to the Great Valley. Oh, uh-huh. God. Hey, there's there's uh, someone over here named Bambi that wants to kick your ass, little foot. <laughs> okay, come on. Littlefoot is a dinosaur. He would squash Bambi. <laughs> not that dinosaur. Not that fucking baby pansy dinosaur. <laughs> Damn, baby brontosaurus <laughs> Him and his stupid goony friends. <laughs> his goony friends. <laughs> <sighs> fucking... Yeah. I hate all fucking. <laughs> There's only one Don good Don Bluth movie, and that was The Secret of Nim. <laughs> all downhill from there. Yep, diminishing returns. And and actually, I was going to say this segment. It it looks the animation looks like Don Bluth did it all himself, like over one weekend. It's not the greatest animation. Hence the rotoscoping. Yeah, yeah. It's like I'm almost finished, Don. I need the pages now. Okay, Ooh. Jesus. And he's like, you know. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. So there you go. There's your. There's a. It has a cartoon in the middle of uh-huh. it for no reason. Hey, Steve. You know what? What? We're an hour in. Oh God. And there has been almost no story structure. Nope. It's been all rising action and exposition. There's nothing else. Yep. It's. There's guy... been no. There's been no obstacles. Nope. Right. No. Nothing to no. overcome. There's not even like a made-up phony crisis to stop the opening of the club or anything. Or a villain or anything. Nothing. It's just the the, the main characters keep winning. And they just <laughs> yeah. keep winning and winning and good things happen. Like America. <laughs> oh, oh, good. They go clothing shopping, Steve. Uh, yeah. You know, and I was this just is thinking... officially where the movie goes fucking insane. I has I had just been thinking before this scene started. I really <laughs> wish this movie had one of those scenes where characters try on clothes forever and, and ever. Here it is, and it's filled with filled with weird people, and yeah. also every transition that they could possibly fucking think of to the oh. point in which I thought I was having a goddamn stroke. <laughs> I had no idea what was happening. By the way, guys, I forgot to mention all the transitions between scenes are uh, they're. Uh, Unique. Yeah, there's there's no such thing as like a fade out or just a simple wipe or no. Yeah. It's, no classic. Like, not even a star wipe. No, it's all like checkerboards and Venetian blinds and yeah. Oh, basically, if you guys have ever used an, a free editing uh, movie editing software, <laughs> yeah. and you go, oh, what are transitions? And it shows it to you, and it's like, oh, well, you can flip a page and draw the next. That's what this is. It's all all that except it's glowing and it looks like Tron shattered out. All of it is, and this this sequence of them trying on clothes, 
goes on for so long, and every scene change has one of these transitions to the point in which it's a it's, the transitions are longer than the scenes they're cutting to, and then they cut to another one, and there's another transition. And, it's and just then it's a total and- anticlimax because you don't ever you, when you finally get to see the outfit that Gene Kelly picks, it's like oh oh, it's just old more old man clothes. It's just old man clothes. It's just a fucking sport coat and a scarf. And they start off with him dancing, which is good. Yeah, but then he kind of disappears, and then it's then then the main characters disappear, and then it's yeah. just background dancers all it's over just, the place. It's just extras dancing for no reason, <laughs> hanging from poles and shit. And you're like, what the fuck? Mr. Kelly needed to sit down and have some water. <laughs> uh, so basically at this point, more than an hour in, we're like, oh boy, they did the thing. That was easy and had no problems or hassles. Literally, he says, I can't believe tomorrow we're opening Xanadu. And she said, yep. And we're like, <laughs> Wait. It sure was easy to get here. Wait, huh? wait, wait a minute! What? What? <laughs> now, nothing's happened. You, you haven't. There's been no obstacles. To, not even a, not even a foreman said. Well, it's going to take us a couple of four or five days to get the floor in, but nope. we need it by tomorrow. Not even that. Nothing. Not the tiniest little hiccup. <sighs> so now it's time for Kira to tell um, Sonny the truth, right? Yeah, and she tells him the truth, and it turns out that she's a muse. Yeah, and and she has fifis for the artist guy. Yeah, and that's that's a big no-no as far as muses go. Yeah, because they don't have feelings. No, they're not supposed to fall in love with the people that they're No, musing. no, they don't have feelings, Steve. Yeah, they don't have feelings. They're okay, like let's, let's rewind that for a second, shall we? They don't the have feelings. The muses that, that provide inspiration to artists don't know and don't have feelings. That's they correct. They don't know what they are, and they never have them. That's correct. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Until now, because she met Sonny, and she just found him yeah, that irresistible. Yeah, and she find his, found his whining bitch face. <laughs> so, she loves him so much. Yeah, that's exactly right. Anyway, so she, she uh, convinces Sonny. That she's amused because he doesn't believe her. Yeah. And and the movie convinces me that Sonny is the stupidest fuck I have ever seen in movies. Right? Yeah. I mean, because she's like, look it up in this dictionary. And he reads the dictionary thing. And he's like, amuse. Something, something, something. Now, don't you believe me, Sonny? And he's like, but he doesn't, still doesn't believe it. So then she turns on the TV. And then one of the sets, I saw what you did, movie. I saw what you did. One of the sets from when they were in the recording studio that had, like, all the sets, they used the same cityscape and rooftop sequence for the fake movie that he's watching on the TV, right? Oh, you cheap bastards. That's right, and then they all start talking to him, and then he goes, Oh, I guess it's true, you are abused! And she's like, yep. And then she says, about a million times, I'm gonna love you forever, right? Yeah. And then she shoots up into the up in the stairwell. Yeah, and then we we she cut becomes to Sunny. Light and, yeah, we cut to Sonny in a hospital in a coma, drooling <laughs> on himself. He just did too much acid. There's nothing we can do for him. <laughs> he threw some papers in the air and then he launched himself out the window. <laughs> it could have been a great after-school special. Uh-huh. 
Anyway, so then we see that Sonny is mildly upset. Yeah, and he's he a little bummed. Yeah, and he won't go to the opening of the club. No. So, uh, Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. This 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 is the this is the climax of, of the of the movie. This we're getting. This, yeah, this, this is, is it. This is the climax. Is Sonny won't go to the club opening. Yep. Yep. Because he's seriously he's sad. He's he's sad because his girlfriend left. His magic. See, that's not. Girlfriend. I can't. No, that doesn't. That doesn't count. That doesn't count as a as a climax, does it? It's gonna have to. No, no, it has to be. And you know what? It has to be an obstacle. It has well, to be an obstacle in the rising action. We haven't even gotten to the climax yet. That's well, there's kind does. of there's kind of an obstacle because there's a wall. Because he goes to the, he, he finds the magic painting and he's like, hey, that must be the magic painting that she came from. Wait, how does he even know she came from a magic painting? He doesn't. Okay, so he just sees a painting. Yeah, that really doesn't look like her at all. At it's not all, like it's, whatsoever. It's not detailed. It's just yeah. sort of you know. And he's like, I know what I'll do. I'll yeah. get back real far and get a good running start, and I'll skate on my right roller skates. Yeah, yeah, I'll skate right into it. And he hits his head, and his head explodes like so much watermelon. And he dies. And the, and the end of it is a, a slow pan out of yeah. his body twitching. This <laughs> this gross red explosion on the on the brick wall right yeah yeah and then there's a double exposure of olivia newton john cackling maniacally which then turns to a triple exposure with a, su- a skull like at the end of psycho <laughs> exactly and then the crypt keeper comes out yeah and, and he, he goes well i've heard of some headbangers kitties but he really <laughs> takes the cake <laughs> And then Gene Kelly comes out, does a quick shuffle step, and he's like, ta-da! And that's the end. <sighs> Thanks for coming, folks! Get home I safe! I can't believe it's been three and a half years and this is our first Crypt Keeper joke. <laughs> that's true, yeah. All right, but that's not what happens. No, right, Steve? No, he, he, he skates, he goes into the painting, he goes <gasps> through the wall. Where does he wind up? He winds up uh, on a blank black background that looks like a scene from Tron where they forgot to put the rest of the graphics in. Yeah, it looks like it's supposed to be Olympus. Yeah, yeah, but it's but like it a cartoon like, disco. Yeah, it looks like Tron. Yeah. And um, he's like, I want her to come back. And Zeus is like, nope. And um, he says, look, I'm really in love with her, and that's really rare on Earth. And I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Love is rare? Are you sure about that? Because we sure do talk about it a lot. Yeah. You, <laughs> that's a really egotistical way of looking about love. I mean, yeah. that's really self-centered, you asshole. I'm the only one who's ever fallen in true love. <laughs> and then uh, Zeus goes, no. And he sends him back. He sends him back, right? Yeah, yeah. And then for ten minutes. Oh, God. We watch Olivia Newton-John stand in a single spot and sing yeah. a song. No choreography, nope. no different shots. No just background, a, really. No. <laughs> she just stands there facing the camera while the camera just gradually pushes in a little bit and just sings There's this There's a song. couple of cuts in there because they would have had to change the, the magazine. But, yeah. Change, but it's yeah, yeah. basically it's, the same shot. Yeah, it's just her standing there singing the song for the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. And then after that, Zeus is like, all oh, right, Zeus Christ, like, just go. Yeah. Stop singing. Just go. I don't care. And now Xanadu's open. Yay. And they open with jugglers. Because what says... Mime jugglers. 
Because what says uh, 40s, 80s fusion disco nightclub like yeah. jugglers? <laughs> like jugglers, and they all start dance, roller skating around in unison and saying Xanadu in unison. Yeah, like and a I cult. start, yeah, like very much like a cult. Xanadu, Xanadu. All right, well, that's creepy. Stop it. And there's not that many people there. Not really. This club is going to close. Oh, and a lot of the people that we see on screen appear to work for the club. So and who that's thinks not it's good. a good idea to combine alcohol and roller skating? No, it's yeah, it's just a recipe that's, for disaster. This is a, yeah, unless people are signing release wa- you know waivers when they when they walk in, saying yeah, if I fall down and crack my head open, I won't. You know, it's not the. It's not Xanadu's fault. It's mine for coming here. <laughs> um, what happens? <coughs> oh, they well, die every, at the end. Yeah, no. <laughs> every everybody skates around, and has a good time, and then all of a sudden, Olivia Newton-John is there. What? Yeah, and she and her hair is different. What? And for some reason, she's one of the only people not roller skating. What? Yeah, and, and she's she, singing this title song. She sings Xanadu. She sings yeah. Xanadu. You, everybody knows that song. It's a, it's timeless. It's one of the great uh-huh. hits of the eighties. And it goes into another musical number directly from that one into another song, right, Steve? Yes, it does. And she has herself a little costume change. And yeah, and she's a cow cowgirl. <laughs> Olivia Newton-John, the cow. She's a cowgirl singing yeah. a country song. I guess she's, she's cow cowgirl. Yeah. And then and then that ends. And then what happens? Oh, Sonny's sad faced again. Yeah. And he's like, burr, burr. I'll never love anybody, I guess. And then Gene Kelly's like, get over here, have a drink. Let There's me show some... you how we deal with heartbreak in the 40s. We drink, we drink until we forget. <laughs> Welcome and to then, the real world. Yeah, and then uh, Gene Kelly gets up, and the lady comes and takes his order, and the waitress looks exactly like here. <gasps> And then the movie just fucking ends. <laughs> yeah, I guess we're supposed to be like, oh, wow. And then that's the end. He gets up and he's like, I just want to talk to you. And yeah. then the credits roll, right? Yeah, and we're like, good? <laughs> was What did I watch? I, what was I, this? I guess. It seemed like it was nine hours long. Okay, Steve, it's the end. It's the end. It's the it's end. The, it's the end of the movie. It's the end of the movie. And time for the fun. Where Steve and I... <laughs> <laughs> Steve? Yeah? How do you feel about this thing we saw? This thing? Yeah. Describe it like a traffic accident. <laughs> what, what, what did you think about this thing that we just saw that was on our screens and we saw it? Oh, it had boy. images and, and sound. I refuse to call it a movie. It was a series of still images projected at a rate of 24 frames a second that gave the illusion of movement. That's right. Um, They went all in with Olivia Newton-John and roller skates, didn't they? Oh, yeah, they did. In fact, I think that was the only idea on the one uh, (laughs) alcohol-stained cocktail napkin when they sat down to write this fucking script. One index card crookedly tacked to a bare wall. Yeah. I don't think it was even an index card. I honestly think it's a scrap of paper that says Olivia Newton-John underlined with an exclamation point and then scribbled next to it. 
does something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And the problem is, it leans so heavily on Olivia Newton-John and yeah. rollers and roller skating. Yes, that, that if you're not just utterly captivated by Olivia Newton-John doing whatever and the sight of human beings roller skating, there's yeah. not much in this movie for you. And unfortunately. No. I am not that enamored with the sight of people roller skating, and I no. can honestly take or leave Olivia Newton-John. Yeah. I mean, she seems nice. She's very attractive in a kind of bland, sort of inoffensive way. Yeah. She's not a great singer. She's okay. She's not a great actor. She's barely okay. Yeah. <laughs> and, she's, and she's not that great of a dancer, honestly. No. Um, and But she's like the the anchor of this movie. If, if you're not fascinated by her, if you don't fall in love with her as much as Sonny supposedly does, if you don't love watching her sing and dance and roller skate, then there's, there's no reason to even watch this movie. That's all there is. So that's a problem. Uh-huh. Um, the movie is an hour and a half, but it feels a lot longer than that because it's pointless. Uh, the songs are mostly forgettable. Uh-huh. I mean, I, I I can remember Xanadu, but the only part of it I can remember is her singing Xanadu because <laughs> that's it. There's it nothing played else. On the, well, you weren't alive for this, but it played on the radio incessantly. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't remember because yeah, I was I was I had just been born. I think when this opened in theaters, <laughs> just been born did. But, um, so, you know, one of my stock complaints about musicals in general is that when the music starts, the story just stops dead and everything just freezes for however long it takes for people to sing the songs. And that's even more true of this than it usually is. Because not only does the story stop completely dead when the music starts, but the songs have nothing to do with anything and are most, (laughs) and are mostly just, there's, there's no content in them at all. Like at least in most musicals, yeah, the plot stops, but the characters are singing about things that are about themselves they're singing about their feelings or about what they want to do they're, they're providing some kind of characterization or exposition and at least you can say well maybe they accomplished something with that musical number or maybe the song was catchy and it was just entertaining but with this you don't get any of that the songs aren't particularly memorable they don't really have anything to do with anything they don't tell you anything about the story or about the characters it's just hey time for an ELO song and not yeah. even a and not even a memorable one <laughs> one of the ones that you won't remember when you think of oh ELO was a cool band you won't think of a song from this movie um the protagonist and we this is a problem we've come into so many times with movies that we've given shitty reviews to in this show the protagonist is the least interesting character in the movie and is played by the least interesting actor in the cast yeah um and that problem is sort of repeated by olivia newton john because she's a bland performer and is playing a bland character that we have no reason to care about Mm -hmm. um and the and Sonny, the same deal he's just like a mannequin there's just there's no reason to care about anything he says and does the best actor in the movie is gene kelly and even he's bland yeah the yeah well the movie isn't about him and his character doesn't really make sense because, as I mentioned, he's a former famous jazz clarinetist. Wait, wait, you're saying that the other characters make sense? Oh, no, they don't make any sense. Okay. They don't make any sense. But Gene Kelly's character, I mean, I think because Gene Kelly is so good and he brings so much to the role, he's he's charming and he's graceful and he's and he's interesting and he's earnest and he just and gives... he's talented he's and when talented. he smiles, your whole day feels better. <laughs> he just, and it's like, wow, Gene Kelly, you're just trying 
trying way too hard for this movie. Like it's you, you're not going to make it any better. You're just making yeah. this sadder. The better you are, it just gets us. We're just sadder and sadder. Nothing. Um, nothing points that out more than his dance when he dances with Olivia Newton-John. Yeah, because you see this man who's in his sixties. Still, even though he's under dancing, he's downplaying his abilities to dance next to this left-footed nitwit. <laughs> he is and, still yeah. dancing better than her. He's so great. Yeah, that 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 ballroom dancing they do together is is the best scene in the movie, and it's like Gene Kelly at half speed at in his sixties, and dancing you're like, for wow, slow this children, is, and you're like, wow, this is so great. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, so yeah, I mean, I have to say, I like, I know. I didn't I didn't actively hate the movie while I was watching it. It wasn't the kind of movie where I was like repulsed and I was like god I hate this movie. Yeah. But it's completely forgettable and it's boring and it's pointless and as you pointed out as we were reviewing it I mean it, it has no story structure. It has no there's nothing driving the plot. There's nothing driving these characters and the only little tiny bit of story that there is is the guy wants to get the girl and the girl has to convince her father to let her go and then it even gives up on um, that. That doesn't even show up. It's it's two minutes. Yeah, it's yeah and, and then they give they give it up right away because she's just back. Yeah, there, there's not even a scene with the two of them, any sort of reconciliation or explanation or whatever, any sort of bittersweet like, well, they let me come back for tonight, but then I have to go like nothing. She just she's there. She does this big musical number that takes up most of the, the rest of the final like 15 minutes of the movie. Yep. And then she's gone, except she's kind of back because the waitress looks like her and he's like, hey, I, we should have a talk. And that's it. Like there, there's no resolution to even nope. the tiny little bit of story that there is. No. Nope. Um, so. So, yeah, I. I guess what I'm saying is I didn't care for it. Are you done? I'm done. My turn. Please. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so let's let's do a few things because there's something that definitely I want to bring up as a kind of an educational thing so that if you guys actually watch this, you can benefit, right? Oh, boy. From it, right? So number one, um, the, as I said before, 1980 was really just the last of the 1970s. Okay, movies that got greenlit in the 1970s came out in the 1980s. So remember, we've discussed in the 1970s they were just it was a great time for experimentation and doing different stuff. Yeah. But it was also a great time for garbage to come flowing out of Hollywood, <laughs> a thick, hearty stream of just absolute cinematic trash that they would make anything. Kiss made a movie. Kiss, yes, made a movie that featured robot kisses. <laughs> <laughs> Not robots kissing each other. A robot version of the band. Robot version kiss, kiss. Fought a robot version of themselves in the movie. Yes, that that would that, that happened. Someone that greenlit that. Yeah, there was a movie called Sergeant Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band featuring the Bee Gees. <laughs> Yeah, not the not not the band you would expect in that. And movie. other stars singing Beatles songs, right? Mm, yeah, including Steve Martin and George Burns. Okay, so wrap your that, head around that. That that came out the same year that this came out. A movie from the Village People called "Can't Stop the Music" came out. Guys, not everything <laughs> from the past is good, and not everything from the past is nostalgic. And boy, this is a product of its time. If Xanadu was like, if no one else was making these kinds of movies at the time, I think people would remember it as that really weird movie that came out. But by the time Xanadu came out in 1980, a couple other things had happened. Number one, the disco backlash had started. Yeah, people hated disco. 
because if I haven't covered it before, baby boomers suck. (laughs) (laughs) And as soon as they're done with something, they immediately hate it. (laughs) The 80s were here. They were really into cocaine now. (laughs) They were really into making as much money as possible. And the whole 70s be yourself thing had gone away and disco was one of those things and they now now everybody hated disco and unfortunately this little movie came out while everyone was hating disco <laughs> and they said that's why we hate disco that's right that's every that profanifies everything we hate about ourselves i mean <laughs> disco <laughs> so maybe that's why the movie didn't do so good now is that the why the movie's bad no i'm going to tell you why the movie's bad and I'm going to use a little thing called Freytag's Pyramid oh in order to illustrate why the movie's bad. I'm sure I'm sure Steve understands Freytag's Pyramid, right, Steve? I've heard of this, yes. Can you describe it for the class? No. Okay, I will. Freytag's Pyramid <laughs> is plot is is the way you do plot structure. It's 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 fairly old, but it goes something like this. Exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, and denouement. Or denouement. I can't say this word. Denouement. 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 Thank you. I'm sick. You're okay. You're doing fine. Okay, so the exposition is a brief explanation of the world, the settings, the people, right? Basic setup. Give the audience the information it needs so they can follow along with the plot. Rising action is when you take those people and they are trying to accomplish something. There's something that they need to do. There's somewhere they need to go. They need to invent a new kind of strawberry. Who cares what the fuck it is? (laughs) In the rising action, there are obstacles, and they can come over the overcome those obstacles, or that obstacle can lead to something else in the rising action. But the rising action needs to lead to the climax, the thing that happens, the big explosive thing that happens. Right, Steve? Right, exactly. Exactly, and it's at it, it's that's at like the top of the pyramid. That's right. Yeah. And then you know, after that, you have the falling action as things kind of fall back into the new status quo or the new you know if things have changed for everybody. This is where the story arcs start to come together, where a plot arc, you know, a character arc will 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 solidify, and then you have the denouement, and that's the end. That's where everything closes out. You have the new the new normal, basically. Right. Right. Whether it's a sad, happy. So if it's a comedy, if it's a comedy, the climax is the comedic climax to the film, right? Yeah. Right? If it's a tragedy, that's when the really, truly bad things happen. <laughs> <laughs> so in this movie, there's no, there's no, there's none of that. <laughs> <laughs> there's no, no exposition, really, right? No. It's almost as if they took the exposition and the rising action and kind of combined them together and then just extended that for an hour. (laughs) Then we get the climax. What was the climax of the film, Steve? Oh, I guess her leaving and going home. Was it? I don't know. It could have been. It was literally something that was introduced. We spent five minutes on it. Introduced, she leaves, he gets bummed, he roller skates into a wall, they (laughs) relent, and then they finish the movie, right? Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't anything that we had to be worried about. It wasn't anything that anyone was working towards, that climax, right? Right. That is an obstacle that you would normally put in the rising action. You'd introduce that obstacle in the rising action, and then it would, you know, culminate in the climax. But we literally get it I'm right when she's right when she disappears she goes I'm amused bye blink yeah. 
then he roller skates into the wall. They say, okay, fine. And then he, she comes back, and that's the end of the movie. There is... This does not follow the one of the most common plot structures out there. And the reason why... And I know people are going to say, well, why do you have to follow a formula? It's not a formula that someone just fucking made up. Yeah. Someone sat down and said, oh, look at this. You know, all of the things that really work. Here's the, here, this is what they were kind of following. And they had the exposition, rising action, climax, falling action, denouement. Right? Yeah. It's pretty straightforward. We're creatures we're, we're creatures of habit. This is what we like. This is what makes sense to us narratively. This movie doesn't follow that. And that's one of the most frustrating things about this movie. Because even other, other musicals follow this. They all, all things that have story structure, for the most part, follow this. You can swing it around. You can make the climax in different places. You can put different obstacles in the way. You can have, a, you can have something that climaxes very early and has a very, very long falling action, right? Absolutely. And you can do, uh, I, I, anybody who's ever read Shakespeare, I mean, there are, I, can't th- I can't think of a play off the top of my head, but there are a, f- a couple of Shakespeare plays where, uh, you know, the, the falling action and the denouement are like a couple of pages. Yeah. Um, it, it wraps up very quickly after the climax. I mean, there, right. where, there, there's, I forget which play it is. It might be Julius Caesar, where like the, the fourth act is one scene and that's it. Yeah. You know? So we have the, we have the exposition and rising action combined in the front where they just keep winning. They're going to open up the thing. Yay. Then we get the climax, which isn't really a climax because they say you can go back, right? You can right. go back. But then when she goes back, she sings two musical numbers and disappears again. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We don't even have an interaction between the hero and her, do we? Not really. <coughs> so we had no... The, I guess the climax is supposed to be that musical number when the, when the club opens. Yeah. No falling action, unless you count the amount of time it took him to walk to Gene Kelly at the couch. <laughs> the floor has a gentle slope, so he's 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 walking down. And no denouement. No denouement. Nothing at all. They just go. He goes high, and then the movie fucking ends. This is what happens when you write on coke. <laughs> this movie is not good. <laughs> and I I got more and more frustrated watching this movie as I continued to watch it because I know people who love this movie unironically. And if you do, great. I'm glad you guys like it. I'm sure you find something in it. I'm, I'm glad you think it's good. And I'm glad. I am. I am glad. But it's not a good movie. Not even... I mean, I usually when I go, okay, they could have changed this. They could have moved this around. They could have done this. They could have done that. There's nothing that could have saved this movie. <laughs> I didn't like the characters. I barely like Gene Kelly. Man, you got to work hard to not make me not make me like Gene Kelly. <laughs> and most of that is just residual because you know it's Gene Kelly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's not Gene yeah. Kelly being Gene Kelly. But and and here's the last part. Why was this movie made? Was it just for Olivia Newton-John? She had one other American film, Grease. It came out in '78. This is her follow-up. <laughs> Wait till you see what I've got planned next. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> a Christmas album with John Travolta in about 15 years. No, she had a, like two yeah. more movies and that was it. That was that was it. She was, for the most part, done. She represented a time when we no longer wanted to relive. <laughs> Nothing personal, Olivia, but just go away. 
So in the end, is the music okay? The music's okay. But the plot is terrible. I'm not saying that there aren't elements here that could have been worked, but guess what, Steve? Guess what? What? Guess what, what Steve? What? 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 Even what? the plot is an original. No, it's not. It's, it's not. It's a remake. It's, it's a remake of a sequel. Yeah. And do you remember the name of the original movie? Oh, I have it written down. I, I don't enough. care, really. And I don't think the audience does either. Uh, down to Earth. Down to Earth with Rita Hayworth. Yeah, which was a sequel to Here Comes Mr. Jordan, which was remade before this as Heaven Can Wait. That's right. Yeah. So, um, it sucks. <laughs> heaven can't wait. I want heaven now. If you guys like it, great. Like I say, if you guys, people will like what you like. Follow your bliss, man. Oh, yeah. Whatever. There's nothing offensive in here. No. It's not It's not immoral. like they get dressed up in clan outfits and, no. and have a hoedown at some point in the movie. <laughs> they cut the clan hoedown number. <laughs> but it's just kind of like, it's not engaging. There's nothing there to engage. It is fun to laugh at. I'll tell you that much. His <laughs> eye howled with laughter. Opening fucking shot. <laughs> <laughs> because I just couldn't believe that their very first shot in this movie is so explosively wrong. And that wrong! <laughs> Let's begin the movie with a scientific impossibility. Do you, think that, <laughs> do you think that Neil deGrasse Tyson just walked out? Well, here's the thing. The only thing that was saving them was that with the opening shot, you didn't know that it was set in California. Oh, that's right. You don't but know I knew. Yeah. <laughs> I knew where it was said, Steve. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it. I'm I'm saying it. it's not a classic film. What do you think, Steve? Oh, no. Not a classic. No. It's bad and I and I, and I'm this isn't just the flu talking. Okay, maybe it is. <laughs> no, it's not. Maybe a little. No, it's not. I just I didn't like it. I didn't like it, Steve. I didn't like it either, man. It didn't hurt like the last movie. Oh, no. No. It was just most of it was boring. Yeah. Most of it was like, oh, look at those people kind of dance to ELO music. Yeah, it's like just enough with the roller skating. Jesus. It's like a bunch of really boring music videos strung together. Yeah. Like roller skating is one of those things that's fun to do, but I don't need to watch other people do it. You know, like Moonwalker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Let's just, we can't make a movie that's just a music video, can we? Oh. Yeah, we just, we'll, we'll just stitch them together. Just right, wait. Michael? Hee <laughs> hee. Right, okay, he says yes. There's no... He says yes. Michael, what do you think? Okay. <laughs> one, one crotch grab means yes. <laughs> All right, Steve. So, do you have a movie you want to recommend instead? I do, actually, yes. Great. Um, I was watching this movie, and after Get it was... Get out. I, right? And after it was over, I turned to my wife, and she said, it's over. Um, no, I'm <laughs> kidding. She said the the marriage. That's how she ended it. Was it just a picture of her with a note stuck to it? It's over. This is over. Um, can't do this anymore. You um, made me watch Xanadu. Yeah. Um, I, I I turned to my wife and I said, "You know what? This movie needed desperately. Patrick Swayze. Oh fuck! God damn it." If Patrick Swayze oh, had played the Sonny character... Well, now, wait a minute. This might be... A, if you're going to say something, it might be a movie that we might wind up having to review later. That's true, but I don't care. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. 
Because I'm not going to say a lot about it right now. I'm just going to recommend it. But what this movie desperately needed was Patrick Swayze. You put Patrick Swayze into the Sonny role, whole different movie. Whole different movie. Yeah, it's true. Because he's charming, he's charismatic, and he he knows how to, to, to use what he is given in a cheesy terrible movie to the best advantage he was yeah. the, he was the king of cheese um so the movie i'm recommending is a movie that has tons of patrick swayze in it uh-huh. from, from several years after this also kind of okay. sort of a musical but not really lots All of right. dancing lots of dancing that might not be the cleanest uh, kind God of dancing damn it I'm recommending Why Dirty Dancing. Why even bother to listen to the future episode? I'm recommending Dirty Dancing. Not there. Dirty Dancing 2? No, not not Dirty not Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. <laughs> <laughs> the original Dirty Dancing with Patrick uh-huh. Swayze and Jennifer Grey and Jerry What Orbach. about Dirty Dancing Ghost Protocol? <laughs> oh, now, that is an underrated classic. What if about ever... Dirty Dancing Rise of the Lepus? <laughs> That's a good one. Dirty Dancing, Dark Side of the Moon. <laughs> Johnny's an astronaut. And he's separated right. from the rest of his crew. Yeah, anyway. So, so you're I, recommending Dirty Dancing, I'm recommending the movie dirty, that everybody knows. I'm recommending Dirty Dancing if you want to watch a better musical with a much so, better lead actor. And I don't want to say too much about it. Literally, when that commercial came out that had He-Man and Skeletor recreating the Dirty Dancing scene, you probably watched that on a loop that for was, days yeah. on end. And I thought, I, I'm I'm sad that I know that the eventual live-action He-Man movie that they make will not be this good. <laughs> Is that all you're going to say That's about it? It's, it's, it's a good movie with Dirty Dancing and Patrick Swayze, so, yeah. Oh, I can't wait till we review it. Because <laughs> maybe somebody's opinion differs from yours, Oh, maybe so. <laughs> Anyway, I had to recommend a movie, and I recommend usually recommend movies from the same year as the movie that we just watched, and a lot of good movies came out in 1980, Steve. Oh, absolutely. It was a really good year. It was a really good year. Yeah. And then this came out. <laughs> yeah, and they said, forget it. So I thought about recommending the only other musical or thing that came close to a musical, even though this movie is more of a musical than this one. But I decided, since we will probably wind up reviewing it later on, Uh I wouldn't recommend The Blues Brothers. Ah. (laughs) So you're recommending a different movie. I'm recommending a different movie. A movie that, you know, um, actually has a pretty decent pedigree. You know? Something that I enjoy. Not everybody enjoys, but I enjoy. Um, It was written by John Sayles. People who are familiar with John Sayles' work. His early career is uh, different. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> his pre eight men out lone star years not quite yeah. as uh, yeah. memorable yeah um it's it stars uh robert forster he's Ooh. he's a good actor he is People a very like good him. actor that's right so of course the movie that uh, i'm going to be recommending is that incredible drama alligator oh yeah baby it's that movie about a giant alligator everybody <laughs> hence the title that eight genetically, uh, genetically experimented dog carcasses that were in the sewer, and he grew real big. That's what happens. He was a pet alligator, that and lived in the sewers, and he grew. That's right. I'm saying this is a better movie than than Xanadu. Um, I'm I'm running out of steam, Steve. <laughs> hey, I've recommended plenty of shitty movies because they were yeah. better than the movie we reviewed. Yeah, that's true. So go see go see alligator. It's got it's filled with alligator. <laughs> I'm turning into Gene Shalley. You will so go see alligator. It's filled with alligator. <laughs> How do you work on television? 
blackmail. <laughs> you should see the pictures I've got of Charlie Gibson. Is he still alive? Gene Shalit? Yeah. I have no idea. Or did his mustache finally take I, over his whole body? I'm going to look it up right now. Please don't. He is... Wow, he's still alive. And he's oh. 92. Oh, good... Yay. Holy shit. Happy birthday, Gene Shalit. Yeah. Wherever yeah. you are. Probably complaining about movies nowadays, yeah. I bet, or a, something. Complaining about movies in a nursing home. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, we're done. We're done. Oh, yes. You know what? You yeah. know what? What? What, man? You know what? What? We've, we've had a really bad streak this time around. We've had two in a row that aren't so great. And then a bunch before that. Yeah, that's around. true. That's true. Yeah. What did, I can't even remember past the Love Guru. <laughs> To be honest. Did we do a, did we do a show before the Love Guru? <laughs> was there was there a thing called existence? Was there happiness and fun prior to the Love Guru? I feel I have a, a faint echo of a memory. Because before the Love Guru was uh, was Phantom no Clone War right? Yeah yeah not too not too long before that yeah. And what was before that? I don't remember things like that. It's been a long time since we've done a, a good movie. Right. Yes. Well, we did, the, we, we did. We did. We did the Godfather not too long ago, but oh, that's was... right, the Godfather. But that's that's not so much like a good movie is like it's always there kind of movie. That's you know true. It's yes, like, that's it's true. like a good soup that's always in always in the cupboard, and you're like, I I need to feel safe and warm. I'll watch the Godfather. I'll restore there my faith in, faith in film, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So we gotta watch a good movie, or I'll go insane. Well, let's let's do that. Then let's definitely now, watch one. My wife suggested we review Transformers. She and I did. went, ho, 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 wife. That's not possible. There's no way Transformers is old. And, oh, no. <laughs> the blood rushed out of your face. <laughs> I immediately fell on the ground. <laughs> and when you got up, you had the flu. Yeah, that's pretty much, that's true. That's Roll- that's absolutely right. That's what, you get, that's what you get for rolling around on the floor. I've told you and told you. I couldn't help it. Leave me alone. You're not my parents. And don't put your hands in your mouth after handling money. Money is filthy. <laughs> oh, after handling money. Oh, okay. I thought it was money. something else. Mon- well, uh, anyway, pretty much anything. Can I still put money in my mouth? If you want, yeah. <laughs> so... I've decided we're going to watch a good movie, or at okay. least one that has a good reputation, right, Steve? Okay, yeah, I'm. That's I'm, I'm the all plan. For all right, all right. You can't get a better reputation than this next one. Oh boy, I I don't even ask him anymore. No, you and just just fucking takes it. <laughs> I'm like a dog being driven someplace, and I'm <laughs> my sticking my head out the window, my tongue hanging out. <laughs> Even though I've said vet like five times to his face, I haven't learned that word yet. <laughs> All right, Steve. The next movie we're going to watch. Yeah. It's got sand in it. Sand. Sand and it's got torture. Sand and torture. It it's got um quicksand in it. Oh. It's got trains. <gasps> I like trains. Camels. I like camels. A huge long shot of someone approaching. Oh, I like all of those things. People crossing deserts. Oh, wow. Peter O'Toole. Oh, what could it be? Peter O'Tooling all over the place. Oh, man. Alec Guinness. Wow. Playing a part before it was considered racially insensitive uh, to do so. Oh, man. You, you know what it is yet, Steve? I have a guess. Well, go ahead and guess. I'm going to guess 
that we're going to be watching Lawrence of Arabia. That's right, Lawrence of Arabia. I think you've said you didn't like this movie before. Larry Rabia. <laughs> it's been a long... Actually, it's, I'll, I'll be curious. It's been a long Larry time since I've seen Rabia. it. Larry <laughs> You know, because you can't, you can't say Lawrence of Arabia. Every, you know, it's, it's the short version. But the short version is Larry Rabia? <laughs> sure. Hello. Not I, Larry Arabia? <laughs> I would like to be addressed as Larry Rabia, please. Thank you. That's right, guys. We're going to be watching Lawrence of Arabia. So, if you want to get all the jokes, then please watch Lawrence of Arabia. And you can decide for yourself if you agree with us. And you think maybe we will, well, maybe we won't like it. Maybe. Maybe we'll be split. Steve does not like long movies, right? <laughs> it depends on the movie. Yeah, it does depend. It depends on the, on the movie. movie. I generally like them to, you know, get to the point. <laughs> but there are exceptions. There are. Like, yeah. uh, if your name happens to be Stanley Kubrick. Yeah, take forever. <laughs> take all the time you need. Take all the... Yeah, just point the camera directly at the don't. ground, Stanley. I don't care. <laughs> don't even bother building sympathy for any of the characters. <laughs> My name's Steve Shives, and I like anything you do. <laughs> <sighs> sure, I'll watch Barry Lyndon. Why not? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's it. <laughs> Uh, you've listened to us blather on for an hour, and I'm almost dead. <laughs> so, <laughs> until next time, this has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. Hey, wait a minute. I don't even know your name. We've been doing this show for almost four fucking years, and you don't know my name yet? It's J- Jor- Jordan. I'm sorry, what? Jordan. Ja- ja- Jameson. You're just making yourself look worse. I'm looking Shh. at the audience, man. Come on. J- Jack. Oh, so close. J- J- Jason with a Y and a C. <laughs> How did you work a C in there? J- it's J-A-Y-C-E-N. Jason. We're close enough. Okay. Just so long as you still love me. I do. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemme Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.